You're listening to Gospel Theory, a Call to Learn audio podcast. For more information about Call to Learn, visit calledtolearn.com. That's calledtolearn.com. Thank you for listening. Hey, welcome to Gospel Theory, where we are learning about the true principles and the doctrine of Jesus Christ through all of those rumors, those myths, and those incorrect definitions. Welcome to today's episode. So I am Trusta Neal, and this is our producer and my son, Isaac Neal. Hey, welcome. So today, what are we talking about? Do you know? Uh, we're talking about this thing called faith and how it's super important. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. And uh, also whether faith saves us or does works. Ooh, or how a grace. Or grace, yeah. Grace or works. Grace or works. Grace or or works. works. That's really good. Is that what? Grace or works. Mm -hmm. So grace, we, uh, from the Protestant movement, is about all you have to do is say, I'm saved or I accept you as my savior and Mm -hmm. Jesus Christ will save us and we don't have to do anything else, right? And then we have the Latter-day Saint movement at least the Mormonism movement <laughs> yes. um, that says, no, we have to work, 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 and I'll never be enough because I'm never going to be perfect. And I can do our best and Jesus will do the rest. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So which one's right? Well, I know which one is wrong. Okay. Which one's wrong? And that is our Mormon culture. I guess they got it from, some other, are you sure it's the Protestants? I thought those are the ones that were like, works is the only thing. No, we are the ones that are works. Those of faith without works is dead. Yeah. So yeah. we have to work for our salvation. Exactly. So work I, out your own salvation. Mm-hmm. So that's the one I know that's wrong. Because yeah, this is what this wrong. podcast is all about. But what about Debunking just doing things. nothing and going about your business and doing whatever you want? And just Absolutely not. Doing the so wait, wait, wait. Also of the wrong? Yeah, that's how I feel. Why? We've got to have somebody that's right. Well, I don't know. Because faith, I mean, works is really, really important. Yes. And you have to do works in order for things to work out. Yes. Right? You have to do the action in Mm -hmm. order for things to just... I know that from personal development. Nothing can happen from nothing. Okay. Right? Good, (laughs) good. From stagnation, you have to do something. So, Mm -hmm. um, but grace is also really important and really what ultimately saves us because Christ atoned for all of our sins, not just one or two or three of them that we got to make up for. Mm-hmm. He atoned for all of them. Right, right. Right. Because even just one sin is not going to make it into heaven. And even just one sin, you'll never be able to recover. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we need his grace. We cannot make yeah, it without his absolutely. grace. Right. It's so important. But then what's the point in works? Why do we care? <laughs> I love this. this right? Why do we care? Why do we care if we're doing all of this hard work mm-hmm. if at the end of the day, God saved us anyway? Okay, let's go to a scripture to show it the point, okay? okay? So we're going to go to Ephesians 2, verses 8 and 9. Mm-hmm. Now, this is, let me do a little background. The Ephesians are um, a group that Paul is teaching, and Paul's writing a letter to them, okay? okay. So in this letter, he says this, For by grace ye are saved through faith. And that not of yourselves, it is grace It is that is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. Hmm. 
Now to me, so works is boasting. Is that what it is? That's why I think that's what. Wow. You that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely see that within the church, but you know, where oh, I did all this and not meaning to in in their own selfish, humble ways, but they and I don't think they mean to or have terrible intentions. But I do notice a lot of people who will boast about the works that they've done. Yeah. Hoping that it will be good enough to be saved, I guess. Right. Well, or even if they don't boast, they just do it. Mm-hmm. Do the checklist, do the checklist, do the checklist. Mm-hmm. They that then other people might think, oh man, he's such a good teacher. No, he's not. Like well, their pride goes both ways, right? Yes. It's yes. pride that's looking down and looking up, looking mm-hmm. at other people. Oh, they're doing so great. I'm not doing enough. Mm-hmm. I have an uncle that that does, that does that same thing. He's like. I've done all these things and everyone's so great. I'm so terrible. I'm like, you're so not terrible, dude. Stop (laughs) it. (laughs) So yeah, it goes both ways. And pride does go both ways. And and that's, uh, you can also add comparison, right? Mm -hmm. Anytime we compare ourselves to another person, then we're taking God out of the equation. Yeah. Right. God made you the way he meant you. And God is going to help you no matter what he's, how, you know, with everything, as long as you ask him, right? Yeah. All right, so seriously, we have some problems with this scripture, right? Mm-hmm. Grace is the only way to go, and works is not the way to go. So yeah. let me tell you what happened. So in then, what's history. the point in works, right? Yeah, that's, yeah, the, that's really the key question that's that we're, where trying we're to at, answer. Okay. So this guy named George Whitefield, who was partnering up with the two brothers, the Wesley brothers, John and Charles Wesley, back in England, um, I don't remember when, in the 1700s, sometime. They were together. They said they're going to form this group, this religious group and say, hey, we want to talk religion. We want to we want to just talk. Mm -hmm. And then they gathered a whole bunch of other people together. And as they were talking about religion because they loved it, the people started making fun of them. They said, you follow too many methods. There's too many methods in there. So we're going to call you Methodists. Mm. Okay, so that's how the Methodist church got started. Interesting. Now. John and Charles became amazing. They they gained strong, strong testimonies. In fact, they were baptized by, you know, with George Washington in the um, uh, in the St. George Temple. Oh yes. Okay. Hmm. But George Whitefield, he um he was an extremely, extremely, and I'll tell you in just a minute how extremely great speaker. Hmm. Whenever he spoke, everybody listened. And when he came across this verse or these verses, he's like, wait a minute, we can just accept Jesus and receive his grace and we don't have to do anything else. Right. Yeah. That's right. right. That's our theory today. Right. Yeah. yeah that is yeah. our theory today. So he's like, okay, then let's do it. And so he started teaching it and boy, boy, did it fly. Like it soared. People were being baptized by thousands into the Methodist church mm. because of him. Even uh, Benjamin Franklin said later when he was talking about George Whitefield, he said he at one time, he he um, converted 50,000 people at one conference. Good heavens. I've not seen numbers like that. Not <laughs> even Grant Cardone can get numbers <laughs> like that, man, if you know who he is. Yeah, it's incredible. Like, right, he could just speak and everybody believed. That's wow. how he was. He was an amazing, amazing guy. Um, but was his message correct? 
Obviously not because we're not we the men, otherwise we'd be Methodists, right? <laughs> right. And we wouldn't be talking about it today, right? <laughs> but what's missing? What what's the missing link here? Because we say not of works. Mm. Least any man should boast. So that's saying don't do works, is it not? Yeah, no wonder everyone joined his church, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't have to deal with all the all the yeah. craziness of behind the church. Like I don't have to do all these works and I don't have to I, I can just be saved and be a part of the community like that. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a dream come true to most people. So, Isaac, why don't you define works for us? What would works mean? Um, well, I was specifically, I would think that works would mean um, doing good unto your fellow men. Like always constantly be serving would be a work. So we shouldn't do that. Okay. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> That's my definition. Okay. Or works uh, would be like, Anything that you feel like you have to do to earn heaven. Oh, there's a big word. We should actually do a podcast on just earn. Oh, really? Yeah. Because <laughs> that's big, what I was saying. Anything that you feel that you have to do in order to qualify for heavens mm-hmm. and for grace. Okay, qualify is a different word, right? Right. That's also earn and qualify. Yeah, right. <laughs> See, I that. can't do this with you. Anytime <laughs> I mention or flip the other world, say it a different way. I'm like, that means two different things. <laughs> Yes. Okay. So works is doing service. You said, what was the other things you said? Doing anything that you... Anything that you feel like you need to do in order to earn heaven. Okay. Okay. So let's now go to, I'm going to talk about a little language arts in the scriptures again. Okay. okay? That means we're going to talk English if you don't know what language arts are. Okay. So um, remember, we've done several podcasts where it's it's important to get the whole sentence in. Yes. Then we did a couple podcasts and it's important. Just last podcast, we did the exact same thing. Yeah. And and we talked about the importance of finding the right definitions. Mm -hmm. So here we're going with the right definitions, but we're going to take a little further because works can mean a million things, right? Yeah. It can mean like going to church or not. It can mean... um, what you do on the Sabbath day or what you do with your fellow man, it's okay to to push the fellow man aside as long as you're okay on Sunday, right? Or, yeah, you know, there's yeah. a whole bunch of things that you, you can get tied up with work, right? So we're going to define work the correct, we're going to find the correct definition of work. Okay. And by doing that, the way we're going to do that is we're going to use context. Yeah, okay? that's important. So, Context is something that the Hebrews used all the time. In fact, you can't read Hebrew without knowing the context. Mm. It's very important because they have so few words that they use their flowery, artistic way of writing, the Oriental way of writing, versus that Occidental way of writing, which we are very precise in pinpointing everything, right? Yeah. So this is a very Oriental um, scripture, but you have to know the background. The background's mm. super important. The context. Yes, the context. The background is included. In Isn't the that with everything in life? Politics, uh, just your own personal development, or everything has to have context in order to fully understand and find the truth? That's what a concept. Like, <laughs> it seems no-brainer to me, but nobody seems to want the context. Well, especially in the scriptures, right? Yeah. People are getting in the scriptures, and they're just reading the words and going, Oh, well, that says I just need grace and not words. literally built this whole, uh, this whole thing on that idea that people take the scriptures either too literally or not literally enough. Yeah. And then they don't know the understanding or the background or the context. Right. 
So today we're going to talk about context. So we're, let's learn about the, the background. So who is Paul talking to? That's the big question first, right? The Ephesians, well, do you know who the Ephesians were that he's talking to here? Mm, no. Okay. So he is talking about members of the church. Okay. He's talking about worthy members of the church. Mm-hmm. He's not just talking about worthy members. These are temple worthy members of the church. Really? He's, so he's not talking about the masses in this. Group. Right. No. Okay. And they're just barely starting that they're new converts, okay? But they also were Jews. Hmm. Okay? Now, what does that mean? He knew the Jewish culture, right? He was a Jew. Works is everything in the Works Jewish culture. Works is everything. Yeah. Everything. So he's telling them, you don't have to walk so many steps a day on the Sabbath day. Because that's you silly. <laughs> yeah. You don't have to bring a lamb to the altar to slaughter it for every sin you've done. You don't have to, and there's a million things that you have to do. Leviticus is just filled with to do, 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 right? And that's what he meant by works. Mm. As a new member of the church and a past Jew, you do not need to do all of the work of a Jew. Mm. That makes sense. Totally. Well, because Moses' people, especially them, they had to be told kind of what to do. Yes, they did. They needed their hand. They weren't smart enough. (laughs) It (laughs) seemed like, especially, well, and and to be fair to them, they were enslaved, Mm -hmm. right? Literally in chains, being told what to do every single day. And so they needed a new, a step in between, if you will, right? Yes. Right? They were enslaved and they don't, and being told what to do. And now they're being told you have freedom. They're like, ah! I don't know what to do with it. Exactly. So that's why Moses' law was created. mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. To help them in that in-between state. Yes. But then they've been living it for a thousand years. Yeah. Right? They've been living this very strict, obedient law for thousands of years. And so now what? Now you're telling me I can join the church of Church of the Jesus Christ of early day saints. Yeah, right. right? <laughs> early day saints, I like it. And in this church, you don't have to do any works. Whoa. Yeah. Wait, what are you wait, talking wait. about? Right, yeah. right. And so he goes, if you do, you're going to be boastful. Mm. I brought my lamb to go get my repentance. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? Yeah. Okay, so that's the kind of works he's talking about. Mm. Now let's talk about a different... Um, Okay, so that's one side of the coin of what works could be, okay? Now let's talk about this other, the other scripture that says, faith without works is dead. I hear that a ton, right? Yeah. So we can't have faith without works. Well, we were just told that works is boastful in Ephesians. Yeah. Now are we being told that work is part of faith? How? <laughs> Help me. <laughs> right? You're like, I don't yeah, understand is, what to do. Of course everyone will get confused. Yes. Of course, of course. So let's turn to C.S. Lewis. Okay. Okay. C.S. C.S. Lewis. Lewis. Well, that <laughs> threw a curveball there. Oh, okay, great. I was thinking like a prophet or yeah. somebody else. Okay. C.S. Lewis is, I don't know. He's kind of a prophet. He's kind of a prophet, yeah. He's quoted by the prophets quite often, <laughs> yeah, right? Is. So C.S. Lewis compared grace and works. So now we, we've established there's two sides of the coin, right? Mm-hmm. We need to know which one. Do we have work grace or do we have works? And C.S. Lewis said these words. He said, he compared grace and works to the blades of a scissors. So I brought my scissors today. Lovely scissors. If you're right? watching on YouTube, they will know what we're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Oh, here, here, here's the sound. <laughs> that does it. <laughs> right? You got the sound. I've got my scissors. Ooh, boy, I'm happy. Okay, sorry. Caesar, happy. 
<laughs> um, okay. So we have Grayson works and to the, oh, the, he compared them to the blades on the scissor. Both grace and works are necessary. Yeah. Okay. He said this, this is his quotation. He says, are you saved by grace or works? If you think that it is like asking, do you cut with this blade or this blade? <laughs> right? That's the only one. <laughs> right. So you can't, right? So the bottom line is we receive God's grace because of the atonement. We can't raise ourselves from the dead. So resurrection is an example of his grace, right? And we can't purify ourselves from sin. So the Lord forgives. Forgiveness is another example of grace. So mm. we've got grace. So we've got a lot of grace going on here. Right? We've got a, an example that he will resurrect us, right? Yeah. Um, but before he will forgive us, what do we have to do? All the ordinances were required, right? Just one thing. Really? Yeah. If well, I mean, you will blank, I will forgive you. Oh. Well, repent. Repent. Yeah. That is the work he's asking us to do. That seems so small, though. It is so small. When but we do have to do it a lot. God, right? Grace is so huge. So let's go over some examples of real work. Not the work that we were talking about in Ephesians with, with the, the Jews, Jews okay. right? There's a bit, step one, step two, step three, step four, right? That's not the kind of work we're talking about. So what kind of work are we talking about? Well, I have a quotation by Dallin H. Oaks first I want to read. Okay, <laughs> so Dallin H. Oaks said, after our obedience and good works, we cannot be saved from the effects of sin. So we can't get to heaven with just works. Well, there it is, right? Right? Point. Without yes. the grace extended by the atonement of Jesus Christ. So we have to have both. We do a little bit. He does the rest. Yeah, right? I was just talking to you about this this morning where we were just like, wow, all these miracles that are happening in our lives, things are moving quickly. Yeah. And it's like, well, we wanted this and God's giving it to us. Mm -hmm. Like all we had to do is almost just manifest it and he's giving it to or us in his time. Desire course. it and ask for it. Right? Yeah. If and it's a righteous now, one. Yeah. And now that it's coming, are we going to go, wait, stop. Right. Right. No, this is what we want. Right? Yeah. We got to remember, this is what we asked for. You got to go forward. Exactly. Or be like, okay, this is going to lead us to this step. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So, okay, so now that we've established, we cannot do it with works alone. So it just seems so little that all we had to do was just think about it, right? Yeah. yeah or all yeah. we have to do is repent. So mm -hmm. little yeah, is required. It is so little. It is. So I made a list of things that would require work before God could do something. Because okay. remember, a, a promise or a covenant is a two-way commitment, mm -hmm. right? God does, if you do this, God will do this. That's the principle of mm -hmm. all principles, right? Yeah. So I've made a list. Faith in Jesus Christ. He asks us to have faith. That's the first principle of the gospel, right? He wants yeah. us to have faith in him. Or believe. Know that there is a St. Christ, right? Um, he wants us to repent. He wants us to receive the ordinances of the gospel. Yeah, hey, that's the one I said. Right, yeah. Right, like <laughs> that. <one> right. <laughs> Baptisms, right? Yep. That would yep. be one of them. Um, receiving your endowment. Those are, you know, those are just things that you have to individually do. Mm, yeah. Hey, just a side note. Did you know that every single ordinance that we do is a full body experience? Really? 
we'll have to do a podcast on oh, that. That's really sure. cool. Yeah. <laughs> so all ordinances are full body, personal, individual covenant or, or you know covenant commitments that we make. Well, you think of baptism. That's it's definitely one. an individual full, thing and full body experience. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. That, right? <laughs> that um, okay. One. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What else do we have? Oh, when he says, "Be a light into the world," he's asking you to do something, right? Mm, Reflect yes, my light. So, Not be the light. Right. He's like, be, be boastful. Reflect my light to the world. Mm. So that we have to be ready for that, right? We have to be the right kind of material for that, right? Um, exactly like the same thing as image in your countenance. We'd have to have his image in our countenance. We have to have the right kind of material. So right. it's kind of like if if I was to hold up a um if I was to hold up, I don't know, a, a, a computer screen or it doesn't reflect light very well, right? You know, right. Or, or a blanket that doesn't right, reflect right. light. Mm-hmm. But, a, but a mirror would reflect light yes, really well. Yes. So that's why he's basically saying. So what we're saying is we have to change our, I was going to say DNA, but we can't change our DNA. But we have to change our spirituality in order to shine and refle- reflect God's light and to shine forth his light or to have his image in our countenance. We have yeah. to change. We have to spiritually change, right? And then share it with others. Yes, yes, yeah. Um, Keeping the covenants, right? All of this is not physical body. Did you notice that? No. I mean, yeah, no, I didn't notice that. The ordinances are physical body. Right. But other than that, everything else is what, in the lectures on faith, it calls mental exertion. So, exercising mentally? Does it it repentance require mental exertion? Oh, you're telling me. (laughs) That takes a lot. It's all in the head, though, right? Yes. It's all in the head. It's yeah, it's everything. just like, I guess the physical act is like, people would think, oh, well, I'd talk to my bishop, and that would be the physical act. Like, well, you know very well if you've that's been in those kind of meetings. Is, yeah, that's yeah. nothing. He gives you a list long of homework to do. Well, if because... he doesn't, it's still all mental. Yeah, it right? is. Right? It's still mm-hmm. all mental that you have to do. Whether you do what he says or don't, or whether you repent on your own or not, it, it's all mental. You have mental exertion. So that's the kind of work God's asking us to do. It's almost like a higher level, right? He at first wanted it all physical, step-by-step physical work. But now that he's been resurrected and he has a new higher law to give us, it's all mental. I wonder, like, as bad as crazy as times are today, um, it's interesting that we are now somehow ready for that level. I don't understand, but <laughs> like I look at the world around me and I'm like, oh, we're not ready for this. <laughs> like, yeah. we're, let's go back to Moses's law. I'd be happy with that because so we're going too, too crazy. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. We are given a lot of freedom with this law. Yeah. And really it, I guess it scares us, doesn't it? Because yeah. it's up to us to interpret his mm-hmm. gospel yeah, as an individual level. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, quite Benson me. said the exact Benson, not Benson, but I'm sure he said it too, but Bednar, mm-hmm. um, you know, said that in our last conference, like, this is the gospel. This is the principles. It's up to you whether you, what you want to do right. with it. We're not going to give you the rules. Yeah. He flat out said he that. He did. Right? Was, We're not going to give you the rules. I, that could mean a lot of different things. Yeah. I get, I bet that scares people. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it does. But how exciting. It also gives us like tons of freedom. We can make up yeah. our own rules. 
as long as we follow the principles of the gospel, we can do it any way we want. Well, in God's way. And like you have to consult with him and talk with him. Well, like, yeah, is this the right way that I need to that go? That he wants you to go, right? Yeah, but sometimes he gives you a choice, right? Well, yeah. He does. Yeah. I often will pray to the Lord. He says, great. Both options are great, dude. Like doesn't matter. Just doesn't matter. Go for yeah. it. My work will yeah. continue. So <laughs> even if you do bad, it's not going to stop. So Exactly. So what we've discovered here then is that we cannot be saved by grace alone. No. And we cannot be saved by works alone. Yeah. No. We can't, right? And we cannot be saved by the law of Moses or the law of Christ or the doctrine of Christ. Either one. We can't be saved by either one mm. though by themselves. So God says, I'll do the saving. I'll do the resurrection. I'll do all the big, heavy lifting. But I want you to repent. Mm -hmm. I want you to be a light. I want you to keep your commitments. It's pretty easy. I mean, that's how simple, you right? parent. I mean, mm -hmm. yeah. how a lot of parents should parent. It's like, look, I can't. Once you're 18, you're out. You're gone. Yeah. It's, but it's up to you what you want to do with the things that I've taught you. Yeah. Basically, I guess what we're saying is we're just being a Christ-like character, right? Yeah. We're just doing our best. He didn't ask us to be perfect yet. No. Right? He's asking us to be live righteously. Yeah. Right? That's it. And we'll be happier for it, mm -hmm. regardless of the world that's around us. Yeah. And he invites, we invite God's grace into our lives. Then we qualify for salvation, but not until then. We just do the work that we know we need to do. We do it however we want to do it because all of us will do it individually differently. Yeah. And then he will do the rest. He'll do the saving. He'll do the resurrecting. He'll do the redeeming. He'll do the delivering. He'll do all of that stuff. So, wow. Right? Yeah. I wish we could have, you know, just said, hey, George Whitefield, why don't we come and have a chat? <laughs> right. Right? <laughs> You've got great orator skills, but can we just tweak your message? This, yeah, this just much? a little bit. Like, <laughs> you still got to repent. <laughs> I'm sure he taught that enough, but yeah, not, obviously sure not too. in the way that was needed for Christ's true church. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so. but he did prepare the way, right? He was oh, a yeah. big part of the restoration. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. Okay, so we need both. Think of the scissors. We need God's grace, and we need to do our mental work as well as our physical ordinances. That's it. That's what we do. Well, go and do, my friends. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks so much. See we'll ya see next, next time. This has been Gospel Theory, a Called to Learn audio podcast. For more podcasts like this, visit our website at calledtolearn.com forward slash podcast.